It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're fixing to have us a good day. All right. Welcome on into the Locked On Auburn podcast. Fun show lined up today. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Zach Blackerby. We got some Auburn basketball talk. They take on Missouri tomorrow. And so we are teaming up on today's show with the folks from Locked On Mizzou, specifically John Miller. We had a fun conversation. I'll play that in just a moment, but we got some other things to to touch on first. We got to give some love to our friends at Fetch Me. And they have a deal going on. I think they've had it going on all season. I somehow missed it. But check this out. So they offer 50% off deliveries when Auburn scores more than 85 points, which has been a lot with all these (laughs) overtime games this year. And you can use code AUBALL85, which makes sense, 85 points. AUBALL85. And uh, yeah, just do that when you type in your order, you get 50% off. But if you are ordering for the first time, you can use promo code FETCHBE20 for your first delivery free. And also, uh, I was chatting with the folks from Fetch Me earlier this week. Great folks, by the way. They are going to be sponsoring the Locked on Auburn Podcast Awards. And that's going to be next Thursday. I know a lot of folks are excited about that. Blown away by the amount of people that have voted in the Locked on Auburn Podcast Awards. And if you were like, oh, I want to do that. I somehow missed that. Or I I forgot. I'm going to put the link in the episode description. So be sure to check all of that out. So yeah, promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free and support our local friends at FetchMe. They're Auburn folks. If you listen to the show, you love Auburn folks. And we love that. So, and also thank you for, uh, to them for sponsoring the Locked on Auburn Podcast Awards. Hey, before we jump into this, uh, Bruce Pearl talked to the media yesterday that, uh, talking about Isaac Okoro. Here's a quote from Pearl. He has a hamstring pull and did not practice today. So that would have been Thursday. It is definitely too early to know how long he'll be out. I'm thinking personally two to three weeks. And if you want to look at it through the glass half full, the orange and blue glasses point of view, if you had to pick four games in conference, a four-game stretch, you know, two-week stretch for him to be out, Auburn's uh, next game against Missouri, then Georgia, then Tennessee, and then Ole Miss. And I think Auburn can grab three out of four of those without Isaac Okoro. That's just kind of my gut feeling there. So we'll, um, we'll see about that, and we'll talk about that more with John Miller with Locked On Missouri in, uh, in just a second. 
Also, I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it just because I'm not super well-informed, but I know a lot of folks that follow the Auburn softball program, they're pretty upset with what they saw last night. They dropped their home opener. I think I saw a tweet that Auburn's never lost a home opener before at Gene Bumore Field, which a little surprising to me, but they lost last night to Kennesaw State. Auburn now 3-3 three and three on the year. They got, I didn't realize they got run ruled to start the season against Baylor. Um, so just seeing some folks... Um, upset about that and what Mickey Dean and the girls have done so far. So stick with them. There's plenty of softball left to be played. Like baseball, there's a, there's a lot of games. There is a ton of games. So they've got the time to um, they've got time to write the ship there. But before SEC play starts, and then of course Auburn baseball starts tonight. We're pumped about that here on the podcast. Good luck to friend of the program, Butch Thompson. All right, coming up, our conversation with the folks with Locked On Mizzou. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. First of all, I think this is actually, you know, I like to talk about betting on my show occasionally. I'm guessing Auburn is probably a five, six point favorite despite it being in Columbia, but this seems like a actually a decent letdown spot for Auburn because my God, they've played five overtime periods in their last five games. It's crazy. Including man. dramatic home wins over LSU and Alabama. What do you think about that analysis? Yeah, no, I, I think you're spot on, man. I, I think when you look at this team, I asked this question to myself when I was doing uh, the show yesterday and I'm like, at what point do all these extra minutes start to wear you down? And then, you know, Auburn's in a situation where Missouri, you, you guys played LSU on Tuesday, right? So Auburn played on Wednesday, yep. a longer game. Then they've got to travel up to, to Columbia. So that's that's a tough turnaround. And there, there's kind of this talk, you know, throughout Auburn Twitter and the message boards. And we, we've talked about it some on the podcast. But it's great that Auburn's undefeated in close games. Their two losses have kind of been blowouts. They weren't competitive in you know, the last 10 minutes of the, of the basketball games, the Alabama and Florida. But every other game that's been close, they've been able to win. And at some point, like, you're playing with fire, right? And so a lot of these teams, I think Auburn's more talented than, but Auburn's got this thing where, you know, they play really poor on the road. Uh, They have a hard time shooting consistently on the road. So I think when you tie a lot of these factors together, it's going to be – uh, it's going to be kind of a, a tough uphill battle when you uh, when you look at this Auburn team uh, playing Mizzou tomorrow. And, and a big storyline from Auburn's perspective is Isaac Okoro, uh, Auburn's best player in my opinion. I think he's going to be a lottery pick. He, um, he, he nicked his hamstring Wednesday night in the mm. win against Alabama. He's expected to be out two or three weeks. He did not practice yesterday. Uh, they haven't said officially to my knowledge, but he's not playing. He's not going to play against Missouri. So what does oh, that wow, look okay. like? We haven't seen that. We haven't seen this team this year, the version of this Auburn basketball team, play without Isaac Okoro. So that, that to me, is the storyline from Auburn's perspective going into this game. Yeah, that's really interesting. And, you know, the thing about Okoro that I like offensively, just from the few games I've watched, obviously I haven't watched as closely as you have, but he's really good off the bounce. Yeah, I, I think he's got just kind of a good feel of angles. But on the other end, he's got he's their best defender probably, right? Oh, yeah, there's no question. I mean, even before he ever played a second uh, of college basketball, Bruce Pearl said he's one of the best defenders that he's ever coached. Uh, He he can defend one through five. And 
Auburn's relied on him a lot of the time. You know, they, they've stuck Isaac Okoro on on other teams' best players all year long. So I, I don't know who that would have been with Missouri. I, I'm sure you can fill this in on that. But whoever that is, it's probably going to be Samir Dowdy who gets who gets uh, assigned that role. So that's um, it's a it's a big deal, man. It's it, it's a really big deal, and and I'm really really curious to see how Auburn's defense looks tomorrow. Yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see if uh, that information, if that's out there, if that moves the line at all. But yeah, if Okoro's not going to play, yeah, that's that's a surprise to me. So that definitely changes the calculus a little bit. And, you know, I, I will say when I watch them for as good as Okoro is, I think offensively it almost seems like Javon McCormick seems like he's just as important as, as Samir Dowdy and Okoro at times. I really like his really like his game a lot, don't you? Uh, it depends when you ask me, man. It depends when you. I mean, uh, there are several times, especially early in conference play, where his stat line would be three of twelve for ten points, and I I just don't like that style of play in a point guard. That's just sure. that's just me. Um, but you know the way Bruce Pearl teams are run, it's get to the free throw line, or you just run down and, and shoot the basketball, and when it hits, it hits, and when it doesn't, it doesn't. And for the longest time, it was you know Samir Dowdy was kind of in a similar similar boat. And one would be cold and the other one would be hot and you know, vice versa. They kind of trade off nights. And then Auburn went through this stretch about two weeks where they were both cold. And now they're starting to kind of come back into their own again and get comfortable. But still, they haven't really been able to do it on the road. I mean, I don't know what it is. And I know it's tough for any college basketball team, especially in the SEC, to win on the road. But Auburn is just... Auburn just becomes a shell of itself whenever it's playing an SEC team on the road. I mean, they struggled mm-hmm. against a, an old Miss team that they are severely more talented right. than. Same with Mississippi State. Um, I, I, I just, if you're a Mizzou fan and you want to look at this game with the glass half full way to look at it, I, I, I don't know how pumped people are in Columbia that you know a, a top team in Auburn with 11 right now. Uh, I, I don't know how hype uh, you know Missouri's arena is going to be tomorrow, but I imagine. They're going to get um, Auburn's going to get Missouri's best. That's kind of been what Auburn Auburn's mantra has been. It's like, all right, you've got the target now. How do you play with that? That's kind of been Bruce Pearl's rallying cry to the team in a lot of pregame speeches. And so, I I expect it to be more of that. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I think there's some, definitely some truth to that. As far as Missouri and their crowd bringing the energy, you know, it's one of those Tuesday. Well, no, it's not. It's a Saturday game. What am I saying? Saturday at five. Yeah, I say they will bring the energy. Yeah, sorry, I got my uh, dates mixed up there for a second. But yeah, on a Saturday at five o'clock. Five o'clock. Tip, actually, the yeah. last game. Yeah, the last game against Arkansas. You know, they do this annual rally for Ryan game. This uh, girl of a former daughter of a former coach who has pediatric cancer. But this whole like rally for cancer research and all that. Traditionally, we've brought really good crowds for that. I'm expecting a similar crowd for this Auburn game. That, that's Missouri tomorrow? Hasn't had a lot of Saturday games. Right, exactly. Wow. So I think it's, yeah, I think it should be, well, no, I'm saying the rally for Ryan game was previous against Arkansas. We brought a good crowd. Oh, I got I'm expecting, since we won that game, kind of a feel-good game, you know, played well against LSU, a moral victory, if you will. Nobody mm-hmm. likes to hear that phrase, but it kind of was for this Missouri team. Yeah, I think, I think you're going to see a good effort from Missouri. I really do. So, uh, One thing to watch will sure. be Drew Smith. Okay. Uh, his ankle was really banged up against LSU, and he really toughed through that. But you know, it'll be interesting to see what that looks like in this game. Yeah, I listened to your show earlier in the week. Uh, I think it was the Wednesday show when you were recapping that LSU game and just talking about 
his toughness. I mean, how much do you think that ankle is really going to affect him? He was able to score double double figures even with uh, even with a bum ankle, right? Right. No, for sure. And and the thing is, you know, I've had ankle injuries playing basketball in high school, and just from my experience, and I think anybody's experience who's played a lot of hoops, you know, it just depends. I mean, he'll. I'm sure he'll be off of it on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday most of Saturday until the game. So hopefully that'll be enough time for him to, you know, rest, raise the ankle, ice it up and and recover basically is what I'm trying to say. And hopefully that'll be enough time, but really it's unpredictable. You know, he could easily tweak it again during the game and be hobbled a little bit, but I was just, again, incredibly impressed with how Drew Drew played despite clearly being maybe 60% of himself. So when you look at Missouri, uh, their record is 11 and 13. How much of that is describing exactly how good they are as a basketball team? Uh, you know, I think they're, that's, that's a fair record for them. It's not as though okay. they've gotten incredibly unlucky in close games or something. The problem with Missouri is well, a lot of it's injury. I mean, Jeremiah Tillman's probably going to be out for this game almost certainly. Mark Smith, who, you know, these are two of their three or four best players I'm describing here. Mark Smith, who was their best three-point shooter last season, probably still is. And, you know, so that's a big problem there. But, you know, quite honestly, this team hasn't been as good as I expected, even even despite injuries. You know, this is embarrassing to admit. I actually predicted that Missouri would finish ahead of Auburn in the SEC standings. I can't believe I'm admitting that, but it's true. Sure. You know, it's just been a disappointing year. But at the same time, I'm not ready to, like, jump off the, the Martin bandwagon or anything like that. He, he was dealt a pretty tough hand and. He's also had some some tough cards on on the river too. So mm-hmm. these last couple seasons. So hopefully we'll just get some luck here moving forward. And but honestly, we do need to recruit a little bit better too. One thing, yeah. this Trey Jackson kid. Now he's somebody to look forward to. Like he's a freshman. He's shown some signs of life here the last couple games. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, fantastic. What do you think about the size matchup in this game? Auburn's done a really good job out rebounding opponents. That's really the only. The, one of the main reasons they've won several of these close games that they had no business even competing in, but their ability to box out and grab boards has been probably the biggest surprise of this team for me, honestly, has been their, their physicality to go get those balls down low. What do you expect in that? Well, you know, it's interesting. When I've watched Auburn, I've kind of noticed they can sort of play. One thing I like about Auburn is that they can play different styles depending yeah. on if they play Austin Wiley at the five, mm-hmm. who, who plays a lot, obviously. He's a, obviously an excellent rebounder, draws a ton of fouls, can, can finish on the inside. But then occasionally they put Anthony McLemore at the five, and that, that sort of gives you that pick-and-pop three-point big man look. Sure. And honestly, in the past, that's been a big problem for Missouri, those style big guys who can step out and shoot threes. So the thing is, Reed Nico, uh, I believe he's number 14 for Mizzou, their big tall guy, Big center will start the game. He's really played well lately. Particularly the last couple games, he's been like a you know twenty point twenty rebound you know for the two total games in that area. He's really been coming on his senior season here. 
I think he's a decent uh, matchup with Austin Wiley. I think it'll be interesting to see if he has to pick up Anthony McLemore. That may be a problem for Missouri. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how Bruce Pearl tries to tries to uh, exploit Missouri's defense, in my opinion. Yeah, and the use of McLemore has changed a little bit in the last week or so. I think it's going to revert back to normal. Daniel Purifoy was Auburn starting four uh, for, for most of the season. He had the flu a week ago against LSU. We didn't play in that game. And then he played limited minutes in, uh, in, in their game against Alabama on Wednesday. So in, in, instead of him starting at the four, McLemore started at the four and kind of played that stretch okay. four role. Um, I, I think. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Sure. Yeah. So I, I think now with Okoro being out, they're going to kind of need Purifoy to be back. I mean, it, it's been about a week removed. I think he'll be back to normal minutes. But uh, the the minute and like the the load management in regards to uh, Macklemore and Purifoy tomorrow will kind of be one of those other things that I think a lot of Auburn fans will be looking at, especially with a Coro gone because it kind of throws a wrench in everything. So the minutes that we're going to see for Auburn tomorrow are going to be unlike anything that we've seen any other point in the season. So um, that's to me a big disadvantage for Auburn. I, I think you would agree. Yeah, no, I think there's definitely some truth to that. I agree. And another thing I think that could be a disadvantage for Auburn is you were, you were alluding to the fact that they like to draw a lot of fouls, get to the foul line. Yeah. Well, Missouri will generally they'll generally go along with you on that. They commit a lot of fouls defensively. I was just going to say it helps that this game is at home. Mm-hmm. If it were down in Auburn, I would have almost no faith whatsoever in Missouri pulling out any kind of victory. But at home, again, with a decent – you know, Saturday afternoon, evening crowd should make a difference, I should say. Hey, I know you've got a hard out here pretty soon, Zach. Can I just ask you a random question about football really quick, big oh, picture? Sure, all right. I just, you know, 2013, obviously Auburn and Mizzou played in the SEC championship game. Yeah. You know, fourth quarter, Missouri had no answer for Auburn's offense whatsoever. Just that sort of, hey, put a guy in motion, run some sort of, I don't know, modern day triple options, shotgun spread, for a lack of a better term. Yeah, that was the... like Missouri, Missouri had no answer for that whatsoever. Sure. And, and it seemed like in the subsequent years, Gus Malzahn went away from that offense and sort of went to a more conventional-style offense. I've always wondered, why is that? Did the rest of the league figure that out, or, or what What am I missing? Yeah, uh, Auburn fans listening to, to this are... are cheering for you because they've been asking the same Are question. Are they good? I'm, I'm ever glad. Since. Please, give me all the cheers. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely uh, definitely cheer for uh, for our guy John over here at Locked On Mizzou. Yeah, uh, I, my answer, my guess is, you know, Nick Marshall and Trey Mason, I mean, I, I think I think Gus Malzahn caught lightning in a bottle with both of those guys in the backfield at the same time. Because that was really the Trey Mason game. I think he ran for like 300 yards in that yeah. game, which in an SEC championship, sure that, that, is, that is unheard of. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think it was a personnel thing. And so for the longest time, Auburn folks kind of assumed that the quarterback that Gus Malzahn wanted was dual threat because he had right. so much success with Cam Newton in 2010 and a few years later with Dick Marshall. And even in 14, Nick Marshall uh, had a great season. And ever since then, he's gone after guys like Sean White. He's gone after guys now with, with Bo Nix. You saw Jarrett Stidham in the league for two years. And so that's just kind of been um, that that seems to be more what Gus Malzahn wants in a quarterback. Auburn fans don't know why. I think some of them, uh, a lot of them listening are still kind of frustrated with it, but that's a great <laughs> question, and I wish uh, <laughs> I wish that answer was kind of more out there. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I always love when, uh, I don't know, I always love to kind of compare the fans who are 
deep in the woods into either Auburn or Missouri, whatever it might be, and then you get somebody like myself or yourself, if you're talking about Missouri, to sort of give you the yeah. outside of the woods, perspe- get a, big, a bigger perspective, and it's interesting when they align. That's all I was going to say about that. So, well, I, I hey, know, Auburn I, fans, I'm with you. Sure, sure. Well, you know, a lot of Auburn fans wanted uh, wanted the quarterback that chose uh, Missouri last year to, uh, I, yeah, to transfer. That's to right. Auburn fans wanted him. I think Auburn fans really thought they were going to get him. Yeah, Kelly Bryan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, how have fans kind of uh, grasped onto him? Well, you know, uh, Kelly is done. He had the one season here. Oh, and, yeah, uh, that's right. It was up that's and down. Right. Yeah, it was up and down. He was the graduate transfer. He was a senior. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we really liked Kelly a lot. I think he's a really good dude. I think he's a tough guy. I think he got banged up in the middle of the season. Well, I know he got banged up in the middle of the season. He right. made some starts. And, uh, you know, so it was just a tough season overall for Missouri football. I didn't think the line, the offensive line and his receivers did him a lot of favors or anything. So, it was definitely a disappointing season overall, but I don't. I have nothing but good things to say about Kelly Bryant. Honestly, he seems like a good man to me. John, you want to wrap up doing? Uh, let, let's make some picks for tomorrow's game. That work with you? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Uh, do you? Uh, what are you thinking? I'll, I'll let you go first. You're uh, you're Mr. Auburn. You had the Okoro breaking news, so I'll let you lead. Sure, I'll go with. Uh, I, I think Auburn wins, but I don't think it's pretty. I'm going to say like seventy four seventy Auburn. You know what? I think that's a pretty darn good prediction, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just be a complete wuss and jump on with you and say it's also seventy four seventy. I I think Missouri I think Missouri loses but covers the spread, whatever that spread is five six four yeah. whatever it might be. I think I think they cover. I think it actually is maybe a game that's closer than the experts think. But you know, again, I, I just see Auburn pulling it out in the end, probably probably at the free throw line sure. as it often is in these games. So. Sure. Hey, Zach, thanks a lot for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, right back at you, John. Thank you so much, man. Hey, we'll have to do it again sometime. Our teams meet. That's John Miller, folks, with Locked On Mizzou. That was fun. I always enjoy these crossover episodes. It's fun to get other uh, fan bases and other teams' perspective. How about him asking about the, the 2013 SEC Championship? It's good to know they're still thinking about that. <laughs> That's awesome. The Trey Mason game. All right, guys. Yeah, we will uh, we'll be broadcasting live from Arichi Cucina on ESPN 106.7, so be sure to tune into that if you want to hear that live. I know some people have been asking if I could put that on the podcast. No, this is technically separate from, from my job at the, at the radio station. So, uh, But they podcast that. That'll be up within three minutes of, of that being done. So if you, want a, uh, if you want that to be podcast, just search ESPN 106.7 wherever you listen to podcasts, and that'll, uh, that'll be there if you want to um, check it out Sunday morning or later Saturday evening. So just kind of a, a quick heads up there. All right, guys. I will see you, uh, see you Monday. Have a great Valentine's Day. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.